Hey everyone, uh, FTA here. Uh, unfortunately, we were just very busy uh, this week. Um, both TJ and I were, so we weren't able to record a new uh, Turkey Dads or Yes Friend. In terms of housekeeping, I'm not sure if you saw the, I'm not sure if you saw the uh, weekly weekly update that I did on Patreon, but uh, we literally did nothing this week. <laughs> Very bad week for us, and so uh, as a treats kind of question mark here is the unedited audio from the episode one of our pop name scooby-doo podcast um you guys will be the only ones to hear this version there is a joke i make uh about 10 minutes in that uh, i'm not particularly proud of that we'll probably edit it out but because you guys paid you get to hear the terrible terrible unfunny offensive joke i made enjoy what Hello everybody, I am FTA I'm T-Bay and, and welcome to the first episode of Couch Spuds Oh damn it, I just remember what we're doing I thought we were doing Turkey Dazzle <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, This is um, a show that TJ and I have been wanting to do for about two years at this point um, The podcast, not the, not the show that it's about <laughs> It's um... A show where, kind of like in, in you know, countless other uh, podcasts out there, we, we would go back and look through a season of television. Um, and we thought, uh, instead of focusing just on one show for its entire run, like, say, something like Gilmore um, Guys or Star Trek The Next Conversation, um, this would be where we would pick a season of a TV show, do that one season, and then move on to something else. Um, and as our uh, wonderful, wonderful Patreon members um, unlocked this podcast to start, where we would start with, unfortunately, a pup named Scooby-Doo. A bit of backstory. I forget exactly what uh, what LP it was where we first uh, came up with the idea. It's probably of- Spyro. Of, yeah, I, th- I think it, it may have been, I think it may have been Spow the Dragon, where I want to say maybe one of the, uh, is it a Spyro or Crash Bandicoot? I think it was like one in the morning, and it was you, me, and, and Chris, I think we were just talking about, uh, oh. So I want to say it was either a, a Crash Bandicoot or a Spiral the Dragon LP part where I want to say it was me, TJ, and Mr. Mikonos fan. And I think it was something like one in the morning and we were just on, on, a, on a level that kept on going for a while. And oh, so yeah. we went on a kind of a run of just talking about TV shows from like the 80s, 90s that we grew up with. Oh, yeah. And we somehow got onto... A pup named Scooby Doo. We were talking about it, and then I think our friend MBM made a joke about we should start a pup named Scooby Doo podcast. So when we were opening up the Patreon, I said as a joke, "Hey, why don't we make a pup named Scooby Doo podcast from the Unlockables?" Because nobody would ever want that. And then we unlocked that within like an hour of, of opening the Patreon. Um, so here we are. It, it, it's taken us us a while. Uh, due to things like uh, we wanted to get 
the previous podcast all up to date and back online again before we start the new one. Um, sometimes we'd have to prioritize doing other things like LPs or something else. And AKA, and we tried to delay this as much as possible. To and yes, and this was this was a show I had. You know, I, I guess we can move into that. This was a show I had vague memories of. Like I knew it existed. Yeah. I had probably seen a few episodes as as. Um, a kid, I, you know what, Scooby Doo ain't ain't that bad. You know, it's you know, it's a it's a fine franchise. Um, so uh, I bought myself and TJ season one of a pop named Scooby Doo, and this show is. I, I'm not sure. We haven't yet decided if this is going to be a explicit podcast, but um, this show is fucking terrible. Yeah, it is so bad. It's it's a thing where it's I I can understand what they're going for. Like I I, I I can see the show they had in their minds, mm-hmm. but through a number of reasons, this sh- it is just painful to watch. <laughs> um, so what we'll do because this, this is episode one, we'll give a brief backstory on the show itself and the characters and what's up, and then we'll go into a. Uh, description of uh, of episode one, which God damn this show! Is <laughs> you know what this this show this show probably has its fans, and I can't necessarily say I, I understand, but um, that that more power to you. That that's great. Um, show it, it debuted um, episode one: a bicycle built for Boo. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, premiered on September tenth, nineteen eighty-eight, and one of the um, one of the segments I want we wanted to do for this um, thing would be to kind of kind of, of, of like a lot, a lot of other shows of this ilk do. They'll have like you know what happened on this day mm-hmm. in the past, which is one of my favorite shows. Uh, the podcast uh, Star Trek: Next Conversation has a big thing where they go into more like what's happening in the media. I went to a bunch of different websites, and the only things I could find that related to September 10th, 1988, were famous birthdays. Jordan Stahl, a Canadian hockey player, <laughs> was born. Uh, Gretchen Elizabeth Carlson from Minnesota, a 22, was crowned the 62nd Miss America. Uh, in the tennis open, in the 108th U.S. Uh, Women's US Open, Steffi Graf beats uh, Gabriella Sabatini, and uh, Hurricane Gilbert killed 300 people in Jamaica, Texas, and uh, Yucatan, which, um, Yucatan. Yucatan, which not to make light of obviously a tragic thing that happened, but it's... That is that is notable. It's that apt is. that a pup named Scooby-Doo premiered on the same day. Yikes. <laughs> I'm just saying, no one remembers Hurricane. What what day? But this fucking is a, this show. I'll say it. This show is worse. What day was this again? September tenth, nineteen eighty eight. So it was a Saturday. No wonder it was a slow news day. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. So in terms of of a brief um, a brief history of of the of the show and a lot of of the research I did was kind of just. Uh, I went, you know, with a few different, like, the, the Scooby-Doo Wikia page. So, up up in Scooby-Doo, it's the eighth installment mm-hmm. of the Scooby-Doo franchise. It is uh, spearheaded by Tom Ruger, 
who I'm sure, um, anim- that's a name that would uh, be familiar to a lot of animation fans. He was the uh, man who worked on such shows as Tiny Toons, but he was really the, the kind of driving force of Animaniacs. Which uh, you, can, you can kind of see the seeds of what would become Animaniacs and Tiny Toons in this show. Okay. But they're just not... It's like Pupman Scooby-Doo is what happens when you when you try and grow seeds with shit rather than, you know, legit proper fertilizer that you import from Sweden. That's how you get to Animaniacs. And this is just if, if, if Bill, who does the dry cleaning down the road, just came and shit on a bunch of seeds and then that's what Pupman Scooby-Doo is, is breath from. That's a poor analogy because feces is, is a good fertilizer. Yeah, no, but you want to get the good fertilizer. You want to get, like, again, you want to get the one that's sort of nutrients, not just some guy who just ate a bunch of, of White Castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. take a dump on some seeds. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. White Castle. Uh-huh. Um, so, again, so, and again, Tom Ruger had worked on uh, a, a previous version of, of the show, The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. When, oh, no kidding. Where they tried to go for a more serialized format, and I guess that show, from what I... Again, that's another show that like I know of, but I haven't watched in years. That's another one where, like, I guess they had a bunch of... With Vincent Price. <laughs> that show had a lot of, like, um, pop culture gags and fourth wall breaking. Which I get... In all my research, it said that that was influenced by things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, hmm. which was big at the time. And I guess Daphne had a redesign to make her look more like April O'Neil. Really? Is, which is never a bad thing. But, um... <laughs> So again, and this is also, I think, the first time in quite some years where it had the original five, you know, uh, Mystery Inc. members are back again in the show. Because for, like, the Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show, it, it was just uh, Shaggy. Yeah. You know, because, like, Velma and Fred disappeared for a while, and then Daphne was brought back in for 13 Ghosts. Um, so I think this was the first time they, they brought them all back. In terms of, of voice actors, it's just um, Don Messick is back again as Scooby-Doo and Casey Kasem is uh, Shaggy mm-hmm. um, which you know they, they had been those characters all throughout Don Messick would I think would always voice Scooby-Doo and I want to say Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is the, is the last thing he voiced or he, he passed away just before that started production because that uh, that director video is is dedicated to Don Messick Hmm. I can't I know uh, Casey Kasem left the role of Shaggy for around the time of those uh, the videos. So in, like in Zombie Island, it's Billy West voices him in Zombie Island. Oh, uh, voices Shaggy. Shaggy, yeah. And because I guess there was an issue where so is Frank Walker Scooby now? Yes, Frank Walker is now yeah. Scooby. Um, I guess Casey Kasem had an issue with um, how gluttonous Shaggy is, and he was always eating meat. He was like, uh, I guess when Kaysen would Kate would eventually come back to the role for what new Scooby Doo, and I guess he he made a deal with the producers that uh, Shaggy would be a vegetarian, I guess, okay. um, or something, something like, like that. Um, I guess Greg Sipes did the same thing with Beast Boy. Hmm. Like for Teen Titans, he was a vegetarian. So like Beast Boy, I, I get it. Like that fits the. He turns into animals. It kind of makes sense. Although, yeah. You would think that would be correct for something hedgehog, but no, he still eats meat. Yeah. Chili dogs aren't meat. Hot dogs aren't meat. You ain't meat. 
You what, mate? You what? You fucking scum. So, so all, all of those characters, uh, you know, first time, and it, it's kind of, you know, it, it's, this was a trend at this point in time of doing, like, kid versions. Mm-hmm. So you had, like, Yo-Yo Yogi, you had uh, Flintstone Kids, um, that type of thing. So this was a, oh, a current shit. trend of Hanna-Barbera properties being kidified. I forgot about Flintstone Kids. So bad. I recall watching that show a lot, though. That doesn't surprise me. Um, we had a... we So, portraying uh, Vilma Dinkley, we have uh, Christina Lange, who... Uh, she's been... She's done a bunch of other voice acting things, like... Uh, she played Raggedy Ann in the Adventures of Raggedy Ann and Andy... Uh, uh, I guess one of the final roles was Wendy Darling in Peter Pan and the Pirates. The um, that was the show that featured Tim Curry, I believe, as as uh, Captain Hook. For then we have I'm just going back to my notes. For Daphne Blake, we have Kelly Martin, who uh, she's mostly known for some of her um, online. Um, Sorry, her on-camera roles, like she was Lucy Knight in ER, she had uh, Samantha Kinsley in Mystery Woman. She was known for a few things, like uh, Molly on Tasmania, who I believe was was Taz's sister. Down in Tasmania. Down in Tasmania. And, uh, you know, in, in a something that relates to us in a big way, uh, she's a big part of something we love. She's the voice of Roxanne in the Gooby movie. <gasps> Featuring Pete Jr. Um, and she was... Uh, the cats. And she was Barbara Gordon on The Batman. Um, which was, you know, that was, that was a decent Batman show. Okay. Yeah, but that show had Chris Hardwick on it, so... But I'm speaking of the And then we have uh, Carl Steven voiced uh, Freddie Jones. And he had a few uh, on-screen roles on uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He played, he played young Spock. On uh, Star Trek Three, The Search for Spock. Apparently, he retired as a voice actor in 1996. Uh, unfortunately, before uh, passing away, it seems on July 31st, 2011, Eight. at the age of 36. Far too ah. young. Far too young. Um, you weren't expecting that, were you? No, I wasn't expecting that. No. <laughs> so, and also, there's um, uh, the only other kind of main supporting character is Red Herring, voiced by Scott Menville. That most people would probably know him now as Robin from Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Um, Mabel, no, no stranger to the Scooby Doo franchise as a whole. Years later, he would voice Shaggy in the uh, kind of much maligned Shaggy and Scooby Doo Get a Clue. Uh, that that's one series that uh, I think most Scooby Doo fans uh, try to ignore. I <laughs> 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 think so. Again, so um. Brandy voice cast, although I believe in, in some of the later seasons, uh, Frank Welker, the original uh, Freddy, and in fact, um, Pop Name Scooby-Doo is the only animated series of Scooby-Doo where um, Frank Welker does not voice Freddy Jones. In every other v- incarnation that's animated, Frank um, plays Freddy. Uh, although I believe he he has a recurring role as Freddy's uncle in later seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, which, you know, keep it, you know, that, that's, you know, keep it in the family type of thing, which, which is good. You know, he's been... Get it? Family? Because he's, he's the family. Did you forget to take your brain medicine again? 
Oh, zombies. No. Oh, um, so again, you know, it's a... Uh, you know, I'm going to go off on, on, on a slight detail just because I really, I really don't want to talk about the episode at all. But um, <laughs> Frank Walker, you know, one of, one of, if not the greatest voice actors who ever lived. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I think Scooby-Doo, well, not his first role, was probably one of his most prominent roles, you know. Uh, he, at the time, he was just Freddy. And back then, you know, Fred Jones, if you go back and watch the original uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? You know, it's like it's like uh, Shaggy and Scooby are cowards, lovable cowards who like to eat. Velma is the smart one. And then it's like, Freddy is is the leader? And Daphne is... is uh, the girl. She's a girl. Uh, she's a goyle. Um... But you know, Fred he, he he stuck with this franchise, kind of like Megatron in uh, Transformers. You know, he's he keeps coming back because it's good, good paycheck. Um, <laughs> I always I always like it though when shows will use him because from what's being said, he is I guess because he is so prolific and he's been around for so long and he can do anything. Apparently, uh, he commands one of the highest paychecks in in in, in the voice acting community. But I think. He's been doing this for, at this point, over 50 years. And he's voiced some of the most iconic characters in animation. He damn well deserves it. Yeah. So, I bet, I, I want to say, because he also, he's, he's most well known for, his nickname in Hollywood is kind of, is called the Voice God. Because he can kind of mimic any animal. Yeah. Um, so, like, the the monkey in Rage of the Lost Ark, Frank Walker. Hmm. Uh, Stripe in Gremlins, Frank, Frank Walker. Walker. Uh, he, he's also now Scooby Doo, but uh, I guess he would uh, nibbler nibbler. Um, Sanders, when the Sims, when he has a prominent a prominent role in an episode, he is Sanders Little Helper. So if if it's a Sanders Little Helper heavy episode, they will bring in Frank Walker. If they just <laughs> needed him for like one little bark, they'll just have um, Dan Castle and do it. In fact, I'm like I, that makes sense because again, fly Helper, fly your soul, babe. Wait a minute, dogs don't talk. Rough! Damn straight. <laughs> Why does this report keep saying the food is it's rough and chewy? <laughs> so yeah, and then um so Pop Name Scooby Doo, it it's the series as a whole it goes for a far more comedic role. A, a lot of their personalities are kind of like amped to eleven. Uh Freddy is now he's kind of like a a conspiracy theorist, paranoid whack job. Yeah, he's a dork, a giant dork. He is. He, he's kind of a dick, and you know, as we said, the red herring character. That's obviously a, a running gag. You know, which every week Freddy thinks it's red herring, or I guess is the local bully. But as we get into with episode one, I'm like, if you had this fucking dick face accusing you for everything every day of the week, you'd be a bit of a you'd be turned into a bit of a dick yourself. Well, he's a bad kid. He's got a tattoo. I don't. I don't. I. I want to speak to that boy's parents. He's not old enough to get old house. It's like P and P. Who would oh, put yeah. a little pig getting a game petunia on his arm? Bad parents. My daughter died. Yeah, that's the thing. The theme song. Adi, drugs man. In the world. I love that show. <laughs> we can podcast about that. <laughs> we got. We got 30 episodes of this to get through. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the 13 ghosts of a pop name. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, uh, Starring Vincent Price. Vincent Price. <laughs> His nephew Jody. <laughs> 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 uh, 
much writing that I've... We're, we're, we're going to do a non sequitur here, which if you're coming in fresh to an FTCR podcast, um, please please expect those, and we, we apologize in advance. But what is... What does Marge write down in that episode we're referring to is the episode of The Simpsons where Homer and um, his new buddy, voiced by Fred Willard, Jake Colgan, they go to a football game. And uh, isn't it Marge and, and Lisa like paint eggs or something? Yeah, they're painting eggs. and the, the Vincent Price themed eggs. Yeah, Vincent Price egg painting kit. And uh, the kit doesn't come with shoes. Even the though shoes. the box specifically says that the shoes, shoes are included. <laughs> So uh, she calls up the hotline, and uh, <laughs> Vincent Price answers. It's, it's automated, but <laughs> she's like, it's Vincent Price. I thought he was dead. <laughs> and he goes, I'm very much alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what she writes is, she writes, she writes the name Jody, and then she draws an arrow, and then the word nephew, and then circles the word <laughs> So, um... I just want to bring something back up. So I guess this, this was, apparently in Scooby-Doo, was the last show to feature Don Messick before he passed away. Hmm, okay. So Zombie Island, I think I want to say Scott Ines voiced Scooby in that and then took over for Shaggy in a few of the, in after Zombie Island, it's Scott Ines, I think, does both Shaggy and Scooby until Casey Kasem came back around the time they started doing What's New Scooby-Doo that's when Casey came back as Shaggy and Frank Wilker started doing um, Scooby I want to say um, so uh, yeah um, and then after, after season one which I want to get in briefly into the the seasonal structure of a pop named Scooby-Doo is very odd season mm-hmm. one has 13, as a a standard 13 episodes, which is very standard for a first season of a Saturday morning cartoon show. Season 2, I want to say, has 11 episodes. Season 3 has 4, and season season 4 has 3, which is why, you know, if you've got to buy it on DVD, which, spoiler alert, don't, Uh you can get season 1 on its own, and then they lump seasons 2, 3, and 4 together. Because there's only about like 17, 18 episodes between the three seasons, which is why would you order a three episode season for? Which is very, <laughs> very odd. Um, which they say a lot of the issues were after season one, Tom Ruger and a lot of the production uh, staff jumped ship to Warner Brothers. <laughs> uh, and then that's when, I guess that's when Warner Brothers, a uh, bit of animation history, that's when Warner Brothers really wanted to revamp the animation department. And that's when they. Put all the money into like developing Tiny Toons and with then the you know, with the monies, um, they did Tiny Toons, which was a you know Steven Spielberg wanted to do something with the Looney Tune uh, characters, and then shortly afterwards we got you know Batman and the Chirin and Animaniacs and Freakazoid and Tasmania, and you know that was that period is kind of like one of the golden ages of animation. Like that, it was almost you know it's kind of like how the Disney Renaissance in the nineties for their feature film department, which. Some would argue, and I would agree, kind of starts in 1986 with The Great Mouse Detective, or just on in England, Basil The Great Mouse Detective, for his full name and title, please, you sacks of shit. But, Did um, they say that in the movie? And then just the title of the American version is just The Great Mouse Detective? Wait, it's just like, on the title screen, it says Basil The Great Mouse Detective, and I think a far better looking font than what the Americans got. 
But yeah, so that's how, <laughs> how the, the movie itself is unchanged. It's literally just the when the when the title appears on screen, it just says Bowser Game Master Detective. Um, and I think at the end, of I the, like the idea that in the American version, every time they say his name, they're just like Grey Mouse Detective. Because <laughs> I think I want to say the movie ends like it. It's bookended, I think, with the uh, the Dawson. There's obviously the Watson parallel. Dawson voiceover. I want to say at the end of the movie, he ended by saying that, and that was just one case in a series of cases for that Basil, the Great Mouse Detective. I've never seen that movie. Get the fuck out of my house! <laughs> I love Great Mouse Detective. It's great. It's set, it's set in England. I think gets... I was too busy watching the, the Mario Brothers movie. Ah, oh, you <laughs> wank sign. I just say things to hurt you. Yes. <laughs> Luffy's brother's dead. <laughs> he never found the bus stop. <laughs> um, the fuck was I saying before we went on that wig? But oh yeah, so yeah, so Tom Rugen all, all, all that all them jump ship um, to set up much better shows. Um, so. I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised after that second season they didn't just end it. Like, why would you do two more seasons for a combined total of seven episodes? It's just kind of dumb. But, uh, but yeah, so before we go into the uh, show itself then, TJ, so, because I, I've said all, I've, I've said my piece, why don't you say yours about how you uh, first got introduced to this and if you have any, any memories from... Uh, I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of memories of the show. Like, like visually, like, when I see, from from the episodes that we, you and I watched together, um, I do remember it. The other, the, like, like I'll remember episodes as we're, like, going along. Like, I, can't, I couldn't tell you, like, what happens next, but I can remember a time when I saw it. But what I do remember is that uh, when I was a kid and reruns would come on, of a uh, pup named Scooby Doo, it would be one of the things that would make me change the channel. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Sometimes I'd watch it if I was doing something else. <laughs> like, if I was. Watching my Rose movie? <laughs> I can watch two things at once! Scooby's <laughs> 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 over there! Mario's over there! <laughs> that ain't Daisy! Joni's doing it again! <laughs> Call the doctor! My impression of TJ's father, who I've never met, and I'm going to assume your mother's name is Joan. Joanie's watching the two TVs again. Stop calling me Joan. Get the stick. <laughs> no, but slight tangent. Um, I think I've told you this story before. When I first discovered Back to the Future, the next day my dad told me he was like, he was like, yeah, they made two sequels. And as a kid, like, I was what? Like, yeah. So, we, we were on Does some... Does he get the sleep of his mother in the sequels? <laughs> we were on some... Get out the house! We were on some trip. So, when we got home, my dad dug out... He he and my mom had recorded um, Back to the Future Parts 2 and 3 off of television. Mm-hmm. And they had it on one VHS tape. That was a golden age when you could do that. You could just have a VHS tape with long play, six hours, and just... Bunch of movies on there. Yep, I used to do that all the time. I had so many VHS tapes of just Simpsons episodes. I had um, Halloween Town one and two on God, one. Why, dude? Disney Channel original movies are great. All right, Cadet Kelly, you freak. Cadet Kelly is also great. Oh my God! <laughs> no. What about Luck of the Irish? 
Hang on. Now you're just, now you're just having a stroll. Zetus Lapidus. <laughs> Somebody call the doctor. <laughs> He's speaking in tongues again. But, um, so, but what had happened is that they didn't rewind the tape all the way before they started recording. So there was about 20 minutes of static before <laughs> Back to the Future 2 started. Well, this shit... What was Rebecca should have our house with the sequel of Back to the Future? <laughs> because I didn't want to miss a second. You'd watch it every time? I sat there. No, no, no not every time. But oh, the I, first time. Yeah, the first time. I put the VHS in. I had rewinded it. I rewound all the way. Because remember when you used to have those the separate machines that would uh, rewind tapes really fast? No. You I... never had one of those? No, we would just wait. We, fucking, oh, we can wait. Well, we can wait thirty seconds, man. I think someone. I think. I think it was a thing where they were like, "If you rewind it in your VCR, it can mess it up." So we had like a separate. It was a separate device that you put the, the VHS tape. <laughs> oh in. my god! Really? Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is looking back in hindsight, but that's obviously horseshit. Someone yeah. just wanted to sell. Just it's like a special VCR that can just rewind, but it cost three times as much. <laughs> Um, Joe, we gotta get the reverse VCR. So, so I put it in, and it was it was the static, and I sat. It was like it was like Poltergeist. <laughs> I was just I was just watching the static. No, no, here's the best part. So I'm watching the static, and I'm about to give up. Right? <laughs> and they had missed the they had missed the where they reshot the the final sequence of the original Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and instead, <laughs> it just cuts into the movie. And it's it's the it's the, the the big like the sky shots with all the clouds and stuff, yeah. and then it just cut, the title just came down, Back to the Future Part <laughs> Two, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> you're like this is the, the current time period we're in. That's when movies are magic. <laughs> that's an in joke. No one knows we get, but that's fine. <laughs> must have said that at some point. If you're listening to this, this can't be the first thing of ours. If you've made it 30 minutes into this, I apologize. But we were watching, I showed TJ Alien. I know we're taking all these tangents, but we just really don't want to talk about the show. But, um, I showed... some tangents for Turkey Asshole. (laughs) I showed TJ Alien once, and he he didn't want to watch it. He was like, I don't want to watch that. That's an old movie. I I did not say that's an old movie. That's an old movie. That came from... God, I miss movies made in the 70s. That's when I was like, I don't want to watch that. It's got aliens in it, apparently. I don't want to get that. So we sat down and watched it. And after it ends, you know, as Ripley's flying off into space, T just, just turns to me and without a trace of irony, just goes, that was when movies were magic. <laughs> no, it was when it was when they had the outside shot of the spaceship. Oh, oh the, um, the strobe blown up? Yeah. It was like, no, it wasn't when it was blown up. Like, literally, it was, I was protesting the movie. You told me to watch it. You put it in. We're five minutes into the movie. And I turned to you and go, this is when movies were magical. <laughs> God <laughs> I'm so easily persuaded. You, I'm surprised you look like a meth addict. You just give in to, like, peer pressure so easily. So oh let's, let's finally get into it. Episode 101. September 10th, obviously released September 10th, 1988, written by Tom Ruger, Jim Ryan, and Charles M. Havel the Fourth. What a name. Again, uh, episode one, a bicycle this built... This episode had three writers? Wow. The fact that this episode had one writer is a, is a shock. <laughs> um, 
They say, so, apparently the, the director goes uncredited, but uh, Tom Ruger, Tom Ruger said that William Hanna, obviously the Hanna in Hanna-Barbera, famous <gasps> animation studio, was the director, but went uncredited, um... Because it was such garbage. On his own admission, which is like, yeah, because it's not... We'll get, we'll get in, in, into the, the animation, but it's a thing where it's like... It's, it's, uh... You, you can tell what they're trying to do. Yeah. Because the, the, stylistically, this is skews far more towards like a... Uh, to like a Tex Avery cartoon. Mm-hmm. Versus traditional um, Scooby-Doo stuff. You know, I think as I was saying to TJ's, we were watching it again. Back in the old days, like the most you would get is like Shaggy, when they were scared, like Shaggy's hair would like stand on end. Like his eyes would jump out of his sockets or what have you. Um, so it's very Tex Avery, it's very cartoony, which again would would be used later on in things like Tiny Toons and Animaniacs. You know, it's yeah. it's that being used as as a as a uh, animation style is not an issue. It's just the actual animation is not. I I don't think it's that. Good. I mean, obviously we're we're looking at this through the the eyes of thirty years of animation, and especially something like Saturday morning animation has improved a lot for kids and shows and what have you. Again, at, at the at, same time, has also gone, gone downhill. At, at the time, though, though like in '88, uh, this not. I mean, it wasn't wasn't great or anything, but you know, I think of a there's lot, a lot of, of there's a lot of issues with like cut corners that you can definitely like tell. Well, Hanna Barbera, you know, obviously not the most renowned animation studio. I mean, it, it, it had a bunch of had a, had a bunch of great IP. But I don't think anyone would would say that in terms of animation they were like good, and, yeah. and until you get to the kind of Cartoon Network slash Water Cartoon shows of the mid '90s when they get when they start making things like uh, Dexter's Lab or mm. Powerpuff Girls shows where yeah the, te- the animation isn't isn't again it's not like you know like Oscar worthy or what have you but it, it's it's done by people who know how to stylize it. And kind of, I don't want to say cut corners, but start. I, they know how to work with any limitations of their budget better than what this show did. I mean, there's, the thing, the thing that worked about the old Tex Avery um, show, and by Tex Avery, of course, we're referring to the animator Tex Avery, who was. I want to say he's actually credited as the creator of Bugs Bunny. Um, really? Yes, I think he worked on the the earliest shorts with the character. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't fully formed. Mm-hmm. As Bugs Bunny, you know, animators like Chuck Jones would come in and add things and stuff. But I want to say he was—he's typically seen as the creator of Bugs Bunny. What works about his shows is the animation is so fluid. Whenever, like, you know, the uh, like it's ever like say Red Hot Riding Hood, whenever the wolf is you know having his fits over Red, and it's just like that—that that kind of stuff only works if the animation can back it up. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, pop them Scooby has like you know okay-ish storyboarding and, like, uh, stage direction. But when you have, like, eyes pop out and, like, limbs fall apart every six seconds, and the kind of... It's... It's, uh, it's like, it's... it's The in-between work is very sloppy. It's full, of, it's full of, like, key poses and not much else. So that's why it doesn't... You need that... At least, me personally, if you're trying to emulate Tex Avery, you need that fluidity yeah. between key poses to make it work. I don't think... This is obviously the cutting of corners that we mentioned this is where this really falls apart yeah um so so, so again William Hanna um 
directed it, uh, some other small things before we get into it. So I guess the, the title card, only the first and last episode of the series as a whole, have that, that um, title card, which is kind of a weird bookending thing, but huh. what have you. So yeah, so I went, I'm on the, I'm on the Scooby-Doo, uh, I'm on Scoobypedia. <laughs> what a name. So I was hoping for like a, a kind of plot synopsis. Hey, for and again to go back to Star Trek: The Next Conversation, they they read off one of those you know one of those many like episode guides. They have like a couple power you know couple like a paragraph or so. Yeah. So the brief the premise is the gang takes the case when Shaggy's bike is stolen by a green ghost, and then then the synopsis is about four pages long. So yikes! We won't read that. So essentially. Basic premises: Shaggy is a uh, a paper delivery boy. As he sends his dog out to start work for him, because that's apparently how it goes in Coolsville. Um, Coolsville. Coolsville. Yeah, I know. Quip. Um, a green monster who looks like he's covered in snot. Yeah, that's the thing. They keep calling him Ghost. He's clearly a monster. He's Swamp Thing. Yeah. All right. Swamp Thing comes and Swamp Thing with the the good thing about the alien. Something with for some reason the xenomorphs mouth like you know the tongue mouth thing has that it's like yeah that's that's a I'm got quick aside that's an, an issue where a lot of like obviously Scooby Doo it it it's a it's a friend you know it's a kids show what have you but sometimes it, and we obviously we are I mean in my thirties TJ is near in there obviously this show is not designed for us it's not meant to be dissected in any way shape or form. But it's going but to be. There's a thing in Scooby-Doo where a lot of them, it's like, if you, you obviously go into it under, under the premise of, it's a guy in a suit. Okay? Fine. How the fuck does he have that, that <laughs> fucking xenomorph thing, you know? There's a bit later on where like, yes, one come out and then one comes out. And that one, one comes out. We're like, how the fuck is he doing that? It's very sophisticated. Where is he, so Tom Savini? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so, his, his bike is stolen. He, he enlists his friends, which... In this show, they instead of being called Mystery Inc., as they are in pretty much all other incarnations of Scooby-Doo, in this show, they're just called the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency. Which I'm like, really? They should be called the Velma Dinkley Detective Agency, because she does all the fucking work. Yep. The dog does nothing. The dog just fucks well, okay, he does. He does save Velma from being burnt to death in this episode, so okay, I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. But in terms of detective work, he don't do shit. Well, that's not necessarily true because Scooby does lead them on their first clue, and then because he was instructed to, what? He, it's it Daphne's like again. We'll get another says, but Daphne's like, oh, I know, we can track. No, Velma is one of them. I forget which one. One of the one, one of the Goyles is like, we can track the bike treads that weren't here when the bike was stolen, but now they are for plot conveniences. And then Scooby, because he's a dumb dog, follows it. Gotcha. And now TJ Jordan is but previously this show <laughs> is boring. So he enlists his friends. They go around. Freddy, as always, um, you know, kind of the one one of the things this show is most well remembered for is the kind of is red herring. Yeah. Because it's like I want to say it's red herring is the lupus of uh, <laughs> of the never red herring. Yeah. Game. I get. I, I think there is one episode. Where, it where, is where Fred, maybe Fred doesn't accuse him, but it ends up being him, which is like, I'll give you that show, I'll give you that. 
You know, there's so so House is a is a fraud because every episode House thinks it's Lupus. No, he, no, no, no. He never thinks it's, it's Lupus until the one episode where it is. Oh. Well, so like, so, like see, now you're making me talk about House. So in House, <laughs> certain other characters like say Cameron or Fullmoon would say, "Oh, maybe it's Lupus," and House would always be like, "It's never Lupus." Until one episode where it, it's like it's Lupus, but it's acting like something else. And he goes, oh, it finally happened. I finally have a case of lupus. <laughs> um, they, and then they, they try, and again, once they realize the bike is gone, but there's tire tracks, because something rolled off on the bike for some, mm-hmm. for some strange, bizarre reason, they track him down to the uh, paper company that Shaggy works at, and they run into uh, a woman. What's the, what's the, what's, what's the, the woman? What's the woman? Uh, they were they were into a woman who would kind of uh, knock around in one of those revolving e- elevators, which kind of like um, oh oh okay oh 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 okay oh 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 okay remix. They went into uh, Shirley McLoon. What a name! Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they go into the, the printing press and they find a bunch of green ink, and they're like, "What's this green ink?" And the boss who looks just like. Oh, no, he looks like a taller version of Mr. Spacey from the Jetsons and sounds like Droopy. Says, get the fuck out. <laughs> not, before, uh, not before Scooby-Doo is turned into a newspaper to which Shaggy doesn't doesn't give it the emotional weight it deserves. Your dog has been turned into a fucking newspaper and you react with, oh, gee, Scoop, looks like you're finding the front page. Ah! Your, your dog, dog is dead! Your dog is dead! <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, we need Danny Vito for Detective Scooby-Doo. <laughs> your mother is dead! Um, then they track the bike and uh, they track the bike to a spooky old house. Because there's always a spooky old house. Spooky house. And they go in there, they, they fight the monster and they realise that uh, it, it's Shaggy's boss. They, at first, Freddy thinks it's Shirley McLoon, but she's really an undercover U.S. Treasury agent because because the guy the, print, is... the press has been print counterfeit five dollar bills. Yep, it's dumb. Um, again, it's not. It gets. I'm sure to go back in time. If I was to watch this again as a kid, I'd be like, it's 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 it's, a, it's a show. It's a show. And then obviously, because we're we're looking back on this, we're being cynical assholes looking at a. Show made for children that was made almost thirty years ago. Been like this show's dumb. Like, no fucking shit, it's dumb. Um, it's it's a bit weird, but it, some things that's not, so we currently have have an image paused on my TV screen, and I guess one of the running gags is that Velma has this kind of like nuclear powered skateboard, and she always looks so fucking evil. Yeah, they they use this they use this gag a couple times throughout the series where. Velma has this like souped up skateboard that the rest of the team rides on and every time she drives it she just looks like a maniac. She looks fucking like she's the only one who puts on a helmet because she knows what she's gonna do. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I mentioned this when we were watching the episode. Velma is almost characterized as like a um like a lunatic now what's the what's the she's so she has that look on her face when she's driving the, the skateboard and she just like pulls out power tools like on a whim 
uh, like when uh, so Fred suspects that Red Herring painted Shaggy's bike so nobody would know <laughs> that he since so she just whips out whips out a belt sander and he's like thanks Velma <laughs> it's just like she is a maniac oh that was mine Freddy <laughs> don't touch my tools again <laughs> it's always good to have a second set of prints <laughs> Uh, yeah, was that so? One of the only things I like is with off the psychopath. That's what I was. Off yeah. the Fred fucks up Red's bike of a power sander. Red runs him over. Like he didn't fucking deserve that. Yeah. Fred Jones is a piece of shit in the show. Yeah. Daphne is the, the girl. Like it's a uh, Daphne is the girl. Which like she's really amped up to like oh she she always talks about like makeup and like oh I want to she gets sludge on her shoes but they're brand new. Oh no! And proms tomorrow. It's just like, tomorrow. Wait, that's tomorrow. Like, I, on one hand, it's like you can understand because it being a part of a product of its time. I know that's how we normally refer to our racist grandparents, but it's a product, <laughs> it's a product of its time in the eighties. But like they, she's like the goody girl. But in terms of this episode, she does far more to help. Like it's definitely in Vilma actually gets shit done. Freddy's an idiot who thinks one redhead is responsible for everything and Shaggy and Scooby just cowardly pieces of shit. Yeah. And it's like, and there's a moment where the the, the, the snot monster starts chasing him and then, I've, so it starts with Shaggy and Scooby being chased and then Vilma, Fred and, and Daphne just start dancing. Yeah. Like, there's a fucking monster coming to get you. Also, in context with this episode, because that song starts playing, they ain't hearing that. What they dancing to? <laughs> later episodes would later episodes would fix that, but they would they would like literally turn on like a record player. Which yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. I don't know why you keep bringing these record players with you on your missions, but that's I saw fine. This, I saw this video yesterday where it's this little kid, and they're like at a restaurant, and the kids like kids just like dancing in his seat. And the guy behind the camera goes, what are you doing? And the kid goes, I'm dancing. And the guy goes, there's no music. And he slowly just stops and puts his hands down. That's mean. <laughs> that, guy should, move. that guy should be ashamed of himself. I know. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't me. He's still to cry. Why are you dancing? Just looking for the bus stop. Dancing is forbidden. <laughs> the, the, the dancing is forbidden. You look at him and tell me there's a god. Um, <laughs> you look at Velma and tell me there's a god. There's not. She's fucking evil, man. <laughs> Holy Christ. She has that. She has that flutter. That flutter walk, or I don't even know what you would call it, but um, because she's she's the tiniest member. She has that little that way she walks where it's just like it's like the um it's like uh the dodo in oh Tiny Tim. yeah oh no well that yeah I mean, like, but that that was based on the dodo from I want to say Porky Pig goes to Wacky Land I want to say it was a classic show I always wondered what Wacko was based on when though. he goes to uh that yeah. no no well, that's not, not Wacko Go 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 yeah. yeah so it's based on on the dodo I want to say so you know it's. You know, a, a cute, a cute an, an animation trip to do, you know, it kind of works, but it's just, uh, this show, man, again, if, 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 if you're ever given the opportunity to watch this show, 
run, <laughs> run far away. You know, I I will say to to be somewhat positive, it, it, it's trying something new, yeah, which I respect. In terms of, you know, to to, I'm trying to be more positive in life. I, I'm not particularly good at it, but <laughs> I think in terms of like. The characters here are far more well defined than they were in the original show. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's like um, Fred and Daphne—they're kind of the same character in the original. Neither yeah. of them, neither, like Fred. Fred is was the leader. He would be like, "Okay, gang, we're gonna do this." But like Daphne's main trick was she would get kidnapped a few times, like I, I, more than other people would in the in the in the gang but like define Daphne's personality in any original show it's like the girl she's a but that, like, that that's the, that's like her physical attribute in terms of she's just like she doesn't act girly in the original show yeah that's true she's just like she's just like female Fred yeah um, type of thing so I'll give him that I, I, you know points to them for giving him I mean they're different a lot a lot of fans don't like this version of the Scooby Gang because they're kind of jerks. Which I've had this fan theory where it'll it'll tie it into Scrappy Doo. How there's no mention of Scrappy Doo in this. Um, I just because obviously they're kids, and because everyone in this show it are just fucking jerks. Some fans like to theorize this is in continuity with the two live action Scooby Doo movies because everyone in in those movies is unlikable. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be way crazier than that. <laughs> and they're all ghosts. The 13 ghosts. Which apparently they only catch 11 ghosts in that show. So, um, good, good job. Bye, TJ. <laughs> so I guess we should, uh, let's round this, Wrap up. this up. Wrap this up. Yeah, because we're on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Yeah. One episode. We're good. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're gonna try and keep these to run about less than an hour, hopefully. And then when we when we move on to a new season of something we actually like, yeah, they'll be longer. They will be longer. <laughs> so, um, thank you for uh, listening. So, I want to say, I like like a lot of these shows do. They uh, we should we should rate every episode, um, and we should come up with an arbitrary way of ranking it. And so, because we are called Couch Spuds. Let's let's rank every episode between one and ten couches. TJ looks like he's gonna cry. <laughs> I give I give this episode three potatoes out of ten couches. Done. Um, yeah, like I'm gonna go two. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it two suicidal Vilmas on a skateboard out of ten couches. Okay. It, it's I've seen worse yeah and again I, I think but not much worse truthfully this this show if I had any type of real nostalgia for this show it's likely this would be different yeah because nostalgia is a terrible thing it makes us it makes us like things more just because we, we remember them from childhood yeah like the Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie you're a fucking dumbass <laughs> but uh but yeah, so um, that was a bicycle boot for boo. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, please. This is where I'm gonna. We we never do this on our LPs. I don't I don't do the like, comment, and subscribe for our LPs. Because it's just a meme. It is, but you know, if you if you enjoy this, because this is a different medium, 
and because unlike with the YouTubes, which you have to pay money each month to keep these things afloat. So if you <laughs> if you enjoy this uh, show, please you know um, please find us on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Couch Spuds. I do apologize for how badly it is spelt, but uh, blame TJ for that. That was his spelling of how to spell it. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, you know, if if uh, you know if if you like it, please you know leave us a uh, a good review and and a rating and kind of like with other podcasts of that type because we are just seriously stealing from those who have done this better. Um, you know, if we get some reviews, maybe we'll read them out um, on the thing. And if you have any questions or anything you want to say, if you want to give us your feedback about this episode, please uh, send us a. Um, Email we don't at the moment we don't have a specific email directly for this podcast so please send your questions and hate mail to mm. F- ftcr email at gmail dot com and wow. uh, yeah no right it's the original ftcr was taken I spent an hour you you were you were at the Twitter at the end when I was trying to come up with an email and all, all the like ftcr was taken find the computer room at gmail dot com was taken you know. So FTC email was the best one. You know what? Probably, probably Adam Tough T Bird. Even oh. though all of the social media used to be Team Chaotix, but there's a few things. I'm gonna go on a tangent here. So uh, Adam Tough T, well known in, in a sort of community T Bird. Love, I love the guy. I love the bloke. So a lot of his, he may have changed it now. I think he has, but back in the day, all of his social media would be like Twitter slash Team Chaotix would be his his handles. For Blogspot, a website I've never used before, I've no interest in using. He took Find the Computer Room, mm-hmm. and so in in revenge, I took Team Chaotix. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, put, I put it on his Facebook wall like that's yeah, you stole from me. I was stole from you. I have done nothing with it since I took it. But yeah, that's how that's how petty I can be. Or something. <laughs> I literally. Don't give a shit about, but um, yeah, please send us your uh, either uh, questions or feedback or tell us why we're wrong about this episode to FTCR email at gmail.com. And please put uh, either pop name Scooby Doo or Couch Spots in the uh, subject line just so I know to ignore it. So, um, <laughs> they're cats, <laughs> Pete Junior. But um, please join us for the next episode. We're, we're gonna try and get some guests. For um, the uh, rest of the season for this one, because we have members like NBM, obviously, it was, this was his dumb idea. And I think we call him a fan. Um, we David. M- David, we might end up recording some of these out of order. We haven't decided yet, but um, uh, I, I think, like, like a lot of other podcasts, we, we will probably get a bunch of these recorded before we start uploading them, just so yeah. if, we, if we lose track a little bit, we can go. But um, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, please join God us. God have mercy on your I know. Please join us for the next episode, which should be shorter because we don't have to give any backstory to the show. We can just get into the show proper. But um, thank you so much, and please join us next time on Couch Fights. The end. You told me this is good. See you next week. Bye.